0: Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's doing well today and hope you slept well last night. And I uh, hope you're ready to get the day going in the right direction. And appreciate you all for tuning in and joining me for this morning's live devotions. And uh, let's see what we got watching this morning here. Let's see, we got uh, Mr. Mike Kinsley, Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little. Darlene Barker, Brandy Boyd-Young, Jennifer Honeycutt, Karen Smith. Appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and joining me this morning. And uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to get to do this. And I appreciate your all support and uh, being a part of this. I really do. I was thinking the other day, it's hard to believe I was looking back through some archives that uh, I've been uh, doing uh video devotions uh because uh, even before i was doing it on facebook a regular basis i was doing them on i was putting them on youtube and it's been over 10 plus years since i've been doing this it's just hard to believe it's been that that, that amount of time doing these kind of things so uh, it's pretty cool in a way look back and the uh, bad thing is you can see the progression of, of me getting fatter and fatter <laughs> <laughs> look through the videos. But anyway. Well let's go ahead and let's look at our uh, morning devotions here. I mean morning devotions. Our pledge of allegiance. Can't even talk this morning. Let's look at our do our pledge of allegiance this morning, if we may. I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the, to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, praise the Lord. For those pledges, I apologize for getting tongue-tied. <laughs> Hello, Kelly Jeanette Swift. Appreciate you tuning in. But uh, it's early, and uh tell you what, I, the last few mornings, it's been uh, the last few nights, rather, had a hard time sleeping, and uh, like just when I get to where I feel like I'm getting comfortable and, and sleeping well, it's when I have to wake up, and I'm uh, just really exhausted this morning. But uh, nonetheless, uh, time for a little uh, news and comment. Uh, Something like Paul Harvey this morning. But, you know, looking at what's going on in the world today, uh, you know, there's a lot going on uh, that, uh, you know, we need to be aware of in regards to current events. Uh, The threat of nuclear war and the devastation that if he does use chemical warfare, that uh, if Putin was to release that, how it would devastate. The majority of Europe and then of course NATO would have to get involved at that point uh, and uh, he's, he's trying to drag us into World War III it amazes me the conspiratorial individuals who are blaming Zelensky and saying he's the one trying to pull us into World War III I'm really confused at that but you know you got a lot of tinfoil hat wears out there and uh, there's just lots of crazy conspiracies uh, that are out there you know and then you have the lunacy the absolute lunacy of the uh, our president, who's riding around his bicycle at the beach while all this is going on, who says that we are prospering economically. Man, it, it is not only does he have a uh, an idiot. I mean, there's no other way to put it. An idiot for a vice president. I mean, he Biden's dumbing up and an idiot for a vice president. Just the things that comes out of her mouth. I, they got to just. I mean. They shouldn't even let her in front of a camera. Every time she goes off the teleprompter, she is sounds like it's just it's insane. But to sit there and see how our economy is crumbling and prices are skyrocketing. Even in our uh, our groceries, and they said it's going to start increasing even more. I don't know about you all, but I can't hardly buy anything. I mean I'm talking about just a few items and it don't cost at least fifty dollars. I mean it's it's it's, it's nuts. And then you have this going on with the, the Supreme Court nominee, which is a racist, biased. I mean, you know, here's, here's one thing. Our, our nation has come so far in uh, uh, to be equal and to, uh, to hire someone not based on race or gender. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're only hiring this individual and considered because of her race and gender. And not only is that bad enough, is it racist? But here, this is an individual who defended the child pornographers. I mean, it's it's just it's it's you know the epitome of evil. Uh, you know, the, I hope the, of course the the Republicans are so spineless. But I wish they would grill her as much as and, or harder than Kavanaugh was ever approached. But of course, they they want to play the political game and uh, do absolutely nothing and uh and to defense and, and and if she doesn't go through it'd be a miracle there go they're going to put her through no matter what but um it's just you know you look back and see all these things you know th- you know it's almost like you know I feel like I woke up in a in an alternate universe an alternate dimension it just doesn't seem possible that what we're seeing is happening i mean it just how did we get to this point but when you see how godless our society has become, how far America has turned us back on God, how far we have come, you know, the the pendulum has swung so far to the left. You know, it is, uh, I'm telling you guys, if you don't have your heart right with Jesus Christ, you better get your, your house to order now. Christ is returning. I mean, we are in the last days. There's no other way to put it, no other way to look at it, no other way to see it. It is, It. we are seeing things almost like, I don't know if you ever saw, I mean, it was a little. it's kind of a cheesy movie. You go back and watch it now, it's kind of a cheesy movie. But uh, that um, uh, the movie was it Left Behind had uh, Kurt Cameron's, name, as in uh, Growing Pains, in it, and uh, it's it's like you're it's like the movie is unfolding before us. Life in, in, you know, imitating art uh, is what we're seeing before us, and it's uh, and our uh, moral decline uh, is only getting worse. Uh, good morning, Angel Dixon. But things are all. It's it's, it's just it's insanity, you know. And in uh, the fact that we're still seeing apathetic Christians, Christians who are complacent, Christians who are compromising with the world, uh, compromising, uh, justifying their sin, uh, you know, we're seeing all these things coming together. Or we're seeing so many churches who, whose. Uh, auditoriums are are empty because what does God's word say in the last days? We're going to see a great falling away, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's almost like the weed is being uh, sifted, if you will. And we're seeing this great falling away. We're seeing so many people who's, the, you know, the idea of church is no longer entertaining or something that they uh, want to pursue anymore. And that's a sad state of affairs uh, to see that. Now, obviously, there are people out there uh, with a lot of health issues who can't be there physically. But there's a great majority who uh, you know they they don't find that it is important they they show in their lives that church is not important and they'd rather do anything and everything uh than uh, attend church and i'll be honest with you you know i uh, you know I, I miss the fact that our church was big enough to have two services but i always had a little bit of problems with that early service because a lot of people and i'm not saying everybody but there's a lot of people i heard with my own ears that they just wanted to come to the first service, get it over with so they didn't go play. You see what I'm saying? They it, it you see here what the words I'm saying, they just want to get it over with. You know, it wasn't about coming to church to learn, to grow. They just want to do their feel fulfill their obligations. So they said they went to church and get the heck out of there so they can go do what they wanted to. And uh and so it it, it always bugged me. I'll be honest with you. It really always bugged me. And uh, and I know some people got upset when we went to the one service, but you know, it, it, where the attendance wasn't where it's was supposed to be, there was no reason to to have two services anymore. Particularly when COVID hit, that really made an impact. But my point is, we need to find church and uh, in, in its great importance and its need in our lives, and that kind of leads us a little bit up to our uh, our opening. Scripture, or scripture of discussion this morning, rather, is Proverbs eighteen one. If you want to, if you got your Bibles handy, or you just want to read along with this slide, uh, Proverbs 18.1 says, "Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire; he breaks out against all sound judgment." Now, uh, we'd like to go ahead and read verse two, and along with that, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Now, my friends, you know, we look at this uh, passage here uh, this morning, you know, one thing we have to understand is that we need to be constantly seeking wisdom. We need to constantly be putting away folly, if you will. You know, when I say that, when I say folly, you know, uh, a lot of times you may think about uh, maybe somebody that's lazy or somebody that's all they're about is having a good time. And, um, you know, it's like when I, you know, I, I laugh a lot of times when I say, um, I am one of my majors because when I see T.S.U., uh, I went through so many majors because I didn't know. Well, I knew deep down what I was supposed to be doing, but I didn't want to do it. You know, I was like Jonah and the well. I ran. I knew the Lord wanted me to be in the ministry. I didn't want to do it. That's why I joined the Air Force. That's why I tried to do it, pursue any other line of work because I didn't want to do it. I didn't be honest with you. I hated school. You know, here I'm. You know, with four degrees. And and I here's the, I'm an individual who hated and despised and loathed sitting in a classroom. I hated it. I hated studying. And so I would, you know, a lot of times when um, I had to go to ETSU at the cult center, they had this media room where they had the TV's. I'd go in there and say, watch TV or I'd skip class. And, oh, goof and doof. And uh, and all I want to do is have a good time. And so, you know, there was that area of folly where I was accomplishing nothing. That's why I look back and have such great regret in my life, in my lack of my pursuance in my relationship with jesus christ number one is the biggest area that i wish that i had put at the forefront but I was too selfish, too full of pride, seeking my own desires, seeking what I wanted to do, and not pursuing the things of Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to do as Christians, is that we need to put away any selfish desires, and we need to make sure that we're being pursuant to the things of Jesus Christ, that we're trying to grow in all wisdom. You know, one of the things that we need to do that you we know, as, as Christians is that we have to make sacrifices. You know, and if you want to pursue a right relationship with Jesus Christ, you have to make sacrifices. You you can't always do what you want to do when you want to do it, you know. There's that's the problem with our world, you know. As like the Nike slogan, "Just do it." Uh, you know, if if it feels good, just do it. If that's what the, your heart tells you, just do it. You know, and you've heard me say many times, you can't follow your heart. So that's what the world's answer. What does your heart tell you? Just do what your heart. What do you see it in every movie, TV show, any romantic uh, movie, or you know uh, what have you? And uh, and that's what you know. That's one thing that God's word says. The man's heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? You can't follow your heart. If you're following your heart, you will screw up. That's why you have to follow Jesus Christ, all right? You can't follow the desires of your heart. That is flesh. That is carnal. And that's a bad thing. we got a lot of carnal Christians out there. They want just enough of Jesus so they can you know, say that, yeah, I'm a Christian, but yet they want to still spend a lot of time in the world. There's um, some individuals uh, that don't go to our church nothing like that. But there's organi- Christian organizations, if you will, uh, that uh, uh, you know that you know they got some real, a lot of car- carnality among them. But there's a lot of carnal Christians in general as well who don't want to pursue the things of Jesus Christ. But it, Whether it's uh, separating from friends, uh, if it's um, uh, to reject, you know, whether it's uh, I don't know, re- you know certain recreational activities, uh, even exercise. You know, uh, I say that with exercise because. I put that at the forefront you know even when i was i was i was such uh, such uh obsessed i guess uh, with working out that even when i started college i would schedule my classes around my workouts because i would run for so many miles i would lift weights for so long and then i would ride my bicycle i mean it was just i was obsessed with trying to work out And uh, there was a a body image, if you will, that I was trying to achieve, which I never did. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that was the the goal. And, uh, And so I put that at the forefront. I think in a lot of ways that might be one reason why the Lord removed my ability to do that because of my obsessive nature. And the fact that I was putting that ahead of a lot of areas of my life and I was actually putting that ahead of God because I was pursuing that constantly and not pursuing that, the things of God. So even bodily exercise and, um, and no matter what it is, you know, even motorcycle riding, as much as I love is, for some people that could be a type of uh, obsessive outlet uh, or whatever it may be. You know, we need to, you know, it, it, being a Christian may even be lonely at times. But in order to draw closer to God, in our pursuit for wisdom, to put away folly, to put away the things of this world, we need to make sure we're putting God first. Why are you going to church? Why do you go to church? Do you go because it's obligation? It's something I have to do. Let me get it over with so I can go do what I want to. Uh, you know, I, that's one of reasons why we started doing online services on Sunday and Wednesday night. The lack of individuals who attended on Sunday evenings was getting more and more on the decline To the fact that it was just just a few bodies in there and that's why I just started doing it online because I have far more watching online than ever walked through the doors. You know, why do you go to church? Are you there to truly learn, to understand, to glean uh, from what the speaker, uh, that God has laid on the speaker's heart? Uh, Are you there uh, uh, in worship? Are you giving your heart to God during that time of praise? Or are you sitting there complaining about what the music is, you know, might not be to your liking? Uh, You know, what do you, you know, you may always say, well, I didn't get nothing out of it. Well, how was your attitude? you know was you trying to listen and observe uh, with your uh, spirit with your mind with your soul was you trying to, was you praying for that speaker were you uh, asking lord uh, how what can i learn from what this individual is saying you know how can i apply that to my life you know we need to make sure that we are that's why i'm constantly saying we have to be constantly in a state of growth. You cannot be stagnant. We cannot be lukewarm. That's why God's word says in the last days, the church of Laodicea, he will spew you out. There's no time for lukewarmness. That's why I cut straight to the point. And that's why a lot of people didn't like what I had to say. I want to say a lot. There's a few people who disagreed, uh, uh, well, that you could see disagreed. I've, I know there were a lot more out there who read what I wrote in regards to homosexuality, LGBTQ, who disagreed with me. I know because I've I've been in these debates for many, many years. And a lot of times, I know what people are going to say before they say it. I'm no, I'm no, uh, you know, uh, mind reader. But I, I've been in these debates long enough to know for those of the world what they're going to say, uh, and I know those who uh, who are Christians who want to defend it as well what they're going to say. And uh, because I've done it so many times, they, they parrot the same things over and over to the point it's almost boring to debate. But uh, the the fact of the matter is that you know uh, people want to throw in there, well, you don't talk about all these other sins. Well, you know, I'm not these other, all these other sins are not constantly in my face to be accepted. You know, all sins are wrong, gay or straight, any sexual immorality. It is wrong. It is sinful, but it's not always in my face to say, you, this must be tolerated. This must be accepted. You know, and, and that's why, you know, homosexuality is trans, you know, the transgender baloney, the fallacies of it, you know, it's constantly in our face. And that's why I, I speak out against it so much. Uh, apologize. That's our uh, water pump. I hate it when I think comes on, but, um, that's why it's always in our face, and I, and that's why I'm, I'm constantly speaking out against it because the lack of Christians who have a, who lack a spine and pastors included to stand up for something that is, is 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 contrary to the Word of God and is wrong and that is He spoke against. But why do you see a lack of that uh, in our churches? Because they want to preach warm fuzzies and they want to make everybody feel good. There's no meat. There's no growth. Uh, it's just there for entertainment value. It's there to entertain your kids, and you're not getting any real meat. And so, you know, I may say things that may almost become offensive to some, but if that's what it takes to rattle the cages of Christians to wake them up and to get them spurred on, then I'm willing to do that. If that makes, if that means rattling the cages of the unsaved to wake them up to understand that they need a Savior, and they need Jesus Christ, then I'm going to do it. We don't, I don't have time. You know, the, the weakest. As I was talking about how we are in the last days, I don't have time to sugarcoat it. I don't have time to sit there and, and piss fit around issues. I've got to tell it like it is. And if that hurts your uh, feelings, then so be it. But if that's what it takes to get you in the right direction, then I'm willing to do that. Because time's running out, and I've got to get the word out there as much as I can. And I want to get Christians excited. I want the lost to come to know Jesus Christ. And so we got to make sure that we are living a life not of folly, not of selfish pursuits, but a life that is uh, that is, is, is is honoring to God, that is that is uh, the, something that we want to uh, have that mind of Christ. That we are showing the world that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Are you doing that? Are you excited about the things of Jesus Christ? And that's what we've got to do. Whether you're alone, whether you're in public, whether you're at work, at play, that you're you know you're you're constantly trying to serve Jesus Christ. Now, I like to have fun as much as the next person. I like to joke as much as the next person. In fact, I joke too much uh, because I you know I've told you before I like to make people laugh. And sometimes I'm crack jokes at inconvenient times, and uh, you know, and so uh, I don't mean to, uh, but there's a lot of times I, I want to have to constantly tell myself, not everything has to be funny. Not everything has to be funny. Not everything has to be funny. Uh, And uh, because my mind is constantly, every time I hear something, I hear a movie reference or a TV reference or a a joke I've heard. And I want to turn something that's said in a sentence into a joke to make somebody laugh. And that's why I've said before, I've had people I thought was funny. And I look at me like, uh, what is wrong with you, you know, and uh, a lot of times it's just my own family, but you know, I, you know I, just, I don't know what's wrong with me. It would take a team of psychiatrists to figure out what's wrong with me So I had to be very very aware of that. But just as I'm very very aware of being overly uh, Jovial <laughs> You we need to be overly aware of where we're at with Jesus Christ and make sure that our minds are in the right places Our hearts are in the right places and that we're constantly in that right pursuit uh, f- towards that goal uh, in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So my friends, as you're going out and about today, keep that in the forefront of your mind. And if it, if it means you having to be lonely, then so be it. If it means you have to put away things that you, you thought you enjoyed, but if it's not glorifying to God, then so be it. And really think take your spiritual pulse and ask yourself, why do I attend church, and why is it important? That's your homework assignment. And uh, and I want you to have a renewed sense of understanding of why church is important. So that's your homework assignment today, my friends, and I expect you to have it on my desk first thing in the morning, and don't make me send a note home to your parents. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Then, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Help us, Lord Jesus, to put away those things that are not honoring to you. Help us to put you first or forefront of our lives, our relationships, Lord, let us put you first, let our relationship second, and our work and everything else underneath. Help us, Lord Jesus, to always be in a state of growth. Help us to be on fire and to serve you well. Lord, as we watching and listening this morning that does that know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. With you, Holy Spirit, Lord, please be with all my friends who are watching and listening this morning. That you watch over, guide, and protect them. Be with our kids that are going out and about, school, work, or play. Watch over, protect them. Lord, I just want to lift up Mr. Troy Hood, Lord. I know he's dealing with grief and loss right now. I pray that you'll help him and and uh, heal him uh, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Lord, I pray that you be with Ron Thompson. I pray that you be with Larry and Donna Knight. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Kim Penix and Uh, So many, Lord, uh, Tony Peters, uh, Lord, so many that have offered up prayers and needing prayers. And, Lord, you know the hearts and minds of needs. And, Lord, let you will be done in those situations. Lord, let us serve you well. And, Lord, let us keep our eyes focused on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate you guys and guests for watching this morning. Hello, Carolyn Kelly and Timmy Peterson and Terry Hutchison, Terry Eirich. I just uh, saw you all tuning in here. But I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.